With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Pat Shermer, Lou Lamarillo, uh, still to come. But first, we'll uh, chat with uh, Bobby V, Bobby Valentine. Uh, 20 years ago today, they tell me uh, this was the day Mike Piazza came to New York. So who better to re- reminisce about that uh, and other things and talk about team today a little bit with Bobby V. Bobby, welcome. How are you? Mike, I'm great. Deja vu. We're on the radio again. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, listen, tell me, uh, can you remember well your your days or the, the couple of days surrounding Piazza coming to the Mets? <laughs> Mike, I just turned 68 the other day. I don't remember many days that <laughs> happened in the past. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I remember being on a plane trip uh coming back from somewhere where I was asked what I thought about him, and I said he was terrific, and then I remember getting back to Shea Stadium and hearing that the, everyone called the jam off and it wasn't going to happen, and then I remember being in the bathroom and having Steve Phillips come in and tell me through the door of the bathroom in my office that we just traded for Mike Piazza, so uh, it was a whirlwind of times, that's for sure, and uh, Remember, we had Todd Hunley on the team yep. who had just set a home run record for catchers, and he was injured, and I had no idea what I was doing at that time, and uh, I think you even said that quite a few times. Well, you know what? <laughs> it was a tough situation because Hunley was a fan favorite, and you had to, oh. and you had to deal with that. He, he, you know, he was kind of the really the fan favorite, and he had no ability to play another position. So it really it went out to left field. He was awful. Oh, you're you're exactly right, Mike. And not only a fan favorite. Remember, he was he was the guy in the clubhouse. He was the guy in the community. He was a great yep. guy. I yep. I was very good friends with his father. It was a very very difficult situation. Somehow we got through it, and uh, lo and behold, Mike's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and you know, Mike had such an immediate impact, Bobby. Not just with the crowds, but I mean, I when you think back, very few guys had a knack for hitting more big home runs than Piazza. You can think about so many of them. I mean, you lived through a lot of them. How is so many big home runs he hit? You know, and, and you're so right. He had that calmness in the box. You know, he, he stood there as the, the giant of the man holding that bat in his hands. But he seemed so calm until he swung the bat. And then he was, was so violent, the ball came off the bat like no one else's. And it was easy to be a fan of Mike Piazza. You know, Bobby, the two incidents that I remember well, I was saying just a couple minutes ago, was that day with Piazza. And then the day on Sunday when you were playing the Yankees and the morning or the night before, whichever it was, they dumped the coaches. And then that was a big story before the third game of the Yankees series. And then you guys went on an incredible tear and went like 40 and 15 in your next 55 games. Uh, you killed the Yankees that night. It was at Yankee Stadium. I remember, I remember getting there and finding out that you would fired the coaches. I went in and asked you, what the heck is going on? You know, it was a wild day. And then your team went crazy after that. I was just as much in a daze 
that Sunday as it was when we got Mike. And you're exactly right. Uh, it was amazingly confusing. And I said at the press conference, and how I said we'd go 40 and 15 to Murray Chass, who asked me what would happen if we didn't turn it around. Uh, we actually went 40 and 15 and, and made the playoffs. And a lot of that had to do with Mike Piazza. He was unbelievable. And you got a lot out of a team. You got a lot out of a team that had an outfield that wasn't exactly murderous row. You know that? You know, you got, but you know, Benny Agbayani got big hits and you had Jay Payton. And who was the third guy? Maybe, uh, who am I missing? Yeah, uh, uh, Tino, we had Tino Perez. Tino Perez, absolutely. Yep. Remember yep. Derek Bell, yep. who lived with his mother, Ma Bell? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and Timo Perez, your old buddy, but also Jay Payton and Benny Agbayani, yeah. who got some big hits for you, Benny Agbayani. Oh, as big a hits as we ever got. The only home run we hit in the, the World Series in 2000, uh, against the Yankees in our only win. So, yeah, Benny was good. That was a good group of guys, you know. And I think people are realizing more and more that, you know, we call it chemistry or whatever, but it's when guys like guys, they actually work well together. And we had a group of guys who actually liked each other doing well. All right, tell me right now, we're talking with Bobby V. We reminisced 20 years ago today, amazingly. It's been that long for Mike Piazza. Tell me what you think about this team so far, this Met team this year, Bobby. Well, you know, I'm, I'm amazed at their record. I think that their record is much better than, um, you know, than the ability that they have. I agree. I, I think, you I know, with, with Cespedes not playing up to par, not playing at all, striking out as much as he was, and, you know, the who's who of, um, of other positions. Uh, I'm very impressed with their record. Uh, I, I watch their games all the time. I'm, I'm amazed when they come up on the win side because uh, you, you wonder exactly how they're doing it. couple of guys, give me your thoughts. What do you, what do you see in Rosario? Do you like what you see? Or what, what's your early thoughts on him? Well, I really like the play he made in the hole last night. I love his arm. Uh, on defense, I think he has pop on on offense. Um, how controllable his at bats will be in the future, I'm not sure. But I think the ability is there for him to to play in the major leagues for a long time. How about Conforto? I love Conforto. I think he's their best hitter. Um, you know, his his swing is real. His his funks are bewildering. I I don't know why a guy in such wonderful shape uh, with such a great swing goes into these uh, these funks that he does, but I think he's going to be able to put up numbers uh, for a long time in the big league. So you're not worried about him at all, even though we've had a couple of, as you said, pronounced mysterious sl- uh, slumps, you think he's still going to be a really good hitter? I think when you swing like he does and you have that kind of body type, uh, you know, you hardly ever see the guy taking a bad swing. He takes a full swing. His whole his whole game is in preparation and in recognition, and I think at times he's just late getting it going. And when he gets confident and gets on time, I think he's a hitter to be reckoned with. Have you seen uh, the Yankees a lot or not so much? <laughs> Yeah, I watch him as much as I can too. How about because, how about Torres? Yeah. I mean, how uh, can you? Yeah. You know, everyone said he was this good. Boy, he really is this good. 
Michael, I took a 16-year-old team around the country. We played 60 games in 54 game days. I was down in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, and our old friend Mariano Duncan was the hitting coach for the A-League team there that the Cubs had. He came out to watch my 16-year-old team play, and then I went to watch his batting practice that night. He had like 11 or 12 kids from Venezuela on the team, and as you know, Mariano is is um, uh, Dominican. Yep. And uh, he said, don't watch anyone but our shortstop. He's the best player I've ever seen in the minor league, and it happened to be the guy the Cubs gave up a couple months later in the trade. He is. You know, we're hearing about all these good young kids, and they're amazing young kids. He might be his best of all of them. He really might. Well, of the Yankees, and he's right up there with all of this young, spectacular class of 19- through 22-year-olds that are in the big leagues. It's amazing, these young guys. Now, You know, as a baseball guy your whole life, are you amazed to see these young guys come in and play as well as they do? To see as many of them, absolutely. uh, I think it's unprecedented. Uh, You know, I I remember that... uh, Dodger group of the early 70s that I happened to be part of, but the guys who came right after me were the spectacular group, and all across baseball, it seemed like in the early 70s, young guys were were really successful. I see that same group of young guys now taking the, taking the leagues by storm. They really are. I mean, the Braves yeah. s- snapped their fingers, and all oh. of a sudden, now they have a whole, a whole oh. they got a whole team of them. They got a whole team of them. None of them were tw- None of them could drink legally in the bar. <laughs> it's Holy it, gee! It is amazing yeah. how how all of a sudden yeah. you know we looked at the Braves. We all said they're a year away. We forgot to tell the Braves they were a year away. You know that? I mean, they they're not they don't want any part of it. Yeah, which is maybe the good news for the Mets, though, also because this marathon uh, is something that that it's it's hard for young players and. You know, when you have so many of them, they get to that all-star break and, and they think the season is over. And you saw Judge last year after the break, you know, being being the guy who wasn't supposed to make the team and then he was a starter on the team, then he was the all-star, and then he was the uh, home run champion in, in the home run derby. You know, it, it takes a lot of wind out of your sail to get that far and then to think that you have just as much to go. So I think the Mets, because they have veterans and because they have done the midseason moves uh, as well as they have in the past, I think that they're going to be in it right at the end. We're talking with Bobby Valentine. Remember, you can go visit Bobby Valentine's. We read the spot every day on Atlantic Street up there, and you saw your uh, restaurant and everything going strong as always. So uh, thank you for a couple of minutes, Bobby, and uh, continued uh, good luck with all your stuff, and uh, always appreciate a couple of minutes on the air. Thank you very much. And along with millions, Mike, welcome back. Thank Thanks, you, Bobby. Joe. Thank you very Bye-bye. much. Bobby V, uh, one of the colorful figures in in New York uh, baseball history, obviously, and uh, the manager when Mike Piazza 20 years ago uh, came to those Met teams, and that team was fun. I mean, you think about it. You know, they had a lot of good players on the infield. They had a outfield that kind of pieced together. They had some pitching, and uh, they came close to winning a World Series. They really did. And I'll tell you, you know, if Timo Perez or, you know, runs the bases right or Paul O'Neill doesn't have that classic at bat against Benitez, 
you know, that series is going to be a very interesting series. Really would have. Really would have been a different series. Could have been a very different series. That was a five-game series with a lot of close games and a lot of twists and turns. Back after this. 